This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi guys, I'm so excited to welcome you back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. Today's very special and very interesting episode. My guest, Tara Newell, you probably know her from Dirty John, the story that's been on Netflix, on Bravo TV, and all other sources. Tara is sharing tragedy about Dirty John and what she learned from it and what helped her to recover from it. Also, we're talking a lot about toxic relationships, how to recognize them, what are the red flags, and how to safely get out of toxic relationships. Also, Tara gives an advice for someone who is in abusive relationships and how to get the help that you need. But before we begin, don't forget to support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram story, and subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Tara. I'm so glad to have you on my podcast. How are you today? Oh, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, that's fun. Thank you. <laughs> Would you please tell the listeners about yourself? Okay. So my name is Tara Newell. I had a podcast and a TV show kind of after a event that I went through. My mom married a con artist and his name is Dirty John per se. And um, he ended up being a bad man and coming after me and I was able to survive an attack and actually killed him in defense. So sorry you had to go through this. It's a crazy story. I read about it and I've seen it. It's just, it's just insane. Yeah. Thank you. Would you please tell us more about your TV experience? Yeah, um, so it got made into a Bravo TV series and now is on Netflix. And it is an eight-part series, where a mini-series, where it kind of has my mom, um, who Connie Britton plays her, and then Eric Bana plays um, John, 
in this romantic series and it shows how he kind of conned her and other women and how evil he was and then what I had to do in the series too was episode eight (laughs) yeah well you briefly kind of told us about dirty john but would you please tell us more about it if you don't mind yeah no um so he was a really evil guy he came into my mom's life and i was living on my own in vegas with a boyfriend at the time and she was just really wanting someone that she could kind of have a future with and a life with because all of her kids were grown up we were all out of the house And so she just really wanted um, someone that she could be with. And he ended up just being a psychopath. Um, And I don't use that term lightly. He actually um, checked a lot of boxes on the psychopathy checklist. And he was a serial perpetrator. And he went after so many women. He had a wife. Um, Tanya a while ago and he had two kids with her and then he ended up um, basically like scamming her too and then he scammed my mom and there's um, this one lady um, he actually almost got her to wire 31 million dollars to his bank account because she had funds in another country and she needed them in the U.S. and stuff and I'm not really 100% sure about that story. All I know is that he almost got $31 million in his bank account and that it was just like a crazy scenario. And it was one of the um, people who was involved in the documentary, uh, The Dirty Truth. So he was a bad man. (laughs) This is crazy. And like at the night of incident, did he purposely did it? Like what was his reason for it? Like why would he attack you so he was mad that my mom left him and that my mom found out basically his game and so he I think he tried to come after my mom first and he went to he went to my mom's apartment and my sister ended up seeing him and then she ended up chasing him in a car with one of her friends but he came after me the next day and I think it was 100% planned. I think that he wanted just to get back at my mom because this guy was truly an evil guy. And if you wronged him, then he was going to do you so much worse. Wow, this is crazy. So sorry to hear that. Thank you. Like, who knows? Like, right, when you meet some men, they're like that. (laughs) Right? Well, I'm like these people are out there which is why someone's trying to mimic my account right now (laughs) and these people are so evil and I don't want to say that like there's a lot of psychopaths out there but there's definitely a lot of narcissists and a lot of sociopaths out there yeah but what were the most like warning signs for him like he didn't want to engage with me um so he gave me closed and um, ended answers. Like if I asked him a question, he just wanted to say something where it wasn't worth a follow-up question. And I'm that type of person where I'm like, okay, well, let me try to follow up anyways, you know? <laughs> and so I would just try to ask him questions and he just seemed annoyed by me. And then uh, there was this one time where we went out to dinner 
And then I was trying to get out of the car and there was a child lock on the car. And I tried to tell him twice. I was like, Hey, I can't get out. Um, there's a child lock on this car. And so he just literally got out of the car and went upstairs. And it was just, did this guy hear me? Am I crazy? But this like guy just, he wanted control. He was manipulative. And so it came out in like this kind of sign. This sign was like a sign of control and that he wanted, um, I don't know that he just didn't like me and he didn't want me there. So any issue I had with him, he would go buzz in my mom's ear and he would just say something totally different and be like, she is like turning this around. Like she wants you for your money and stuff. And so he would create conflict. And that's one of the things that these guys do is one of the red flags is they try to divide your family and try to divide the people that are closest to you. And that was something that he did and he didn't want to have eye contact. Um, and then he just didn't have friends that he really brought around and he kind of just made himself at home right away. And those were huge red flags to me. Wow. This is crazy. Yeah. What helped you the most to heal from this tragic experience? I think that I needed to really have understanding of what happened to me. I think I wanted to understand like basically who this guy was um, because I had to kill him in self-defense and I had to take his life. And so I really needed to give myself knowledge of what a psychopath is and um, that he was truly an evil person. And then I also needed to educate myself of like what I needed to do to heal and that was quite a journey because I think the first thing is like realization that you are not okay. And at first I was trying to be so okay and tell everyone, no, I'm fine. Like, don't worry about me because I didn't want people to worry about me and to just feel bad. So I just told everyone I was okay. And I wanted to believe that myself so badly. So I think this first step was awareness, then getting help realizations, and then just like further educating myself and telling my story was so helpful because there was other women that could relate so much and we all kind of band together now and it's like we all support each other and if something's not right then I want to help them with their relationships and to get safe. I'm glad you got support you needed. That's the most important. And I know you also created life coaching. Would you please tell us more about it? Yeah. So I'm doing life coaching right now. I'm doing toxic relationship life coaching and trauma life coaching. A lot of the times they kind of go hand in hand where they need recovery for both. But I do it separate too if one person doesn't think that they've been in a toxic relationship, but they have so much trauma in their life, or if they have um, so much trauma, but they don't have, you know, vice versa. So I do that, and I help women um, get to the place where they want to be in their recovery, and I give them lots of different worksheets and tools and create a custom plan for them for their recovery, and it's so amazing. Since I've started this, I you know, you kind of have your shadow thoughts and you're always worried, like, am I going to be able to truly help people? Like, am I going to be able to 
really like get them to where I want them to be. And it's crazy because I've only been doing it for two weeks now. And I have so many people literally just healing so fast. And it's crazy to me because I'm like, all they needed was certain tools and realizations and someone to hold them accountable and they're doing so much better. I think you were just able to explain it to them on such a deep level because you went through this that they got connected to you easily and it helped them a lot. Yeah, and I really love that because so many of them too, they've come to me because they listened to my story or something that I've said in an interview and then left that relationship. So they're like, okay, you've helped me realize that I was in a toxic relationship. Now I need some tools to move forward. Yeah. What are the main signs of toxic relationships? A lot of times there's a power dynamic. If it's with money, if it's with control, they uh, create rules for you. That's a huge sign in a relationship that something's not right. Also, if they ever, if you just feel anxiety in your relationship, that is a sign that it's toxic. Um, if you just have this constant anxiety, like this person that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad person too. This person could just be bad for you. Um, so it's realizing that you know, this relationship doesn't make me feel good. And what do I need to get to get out of this? And what do I need to do for myself to realize that I am worthy of so much more? And just to realize like certain patterns that you get locked into, because as humans, we are so like, repetitive. And so we want to go back into certain patterns and certain relationships that are toxic and bad for us. But until we disconnect from that and we make that realization, we're unable to get out of that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it's like all that self-realization. Um, if you keep on going to toxic relationships and I'm sorry to say this, but there's something that you have to do to hold yourself accountable because you're attracting them. And that's something that's really hard to hear, but it's the truth. And if you get into like one bad relationship and this guy was just a bluesy and all the other guys you dated in your life were good guys, then this could just be a fluke. But most of the time it's, you repeat these patterns. And so, um, just realizing that pattern and getting out of that dynamic will help you recover so much more. And that will also help you kind of see the signs, um, you know, like the power dynamic If these people are paying for your stuff, but then they're like, Oh no, you can't do that. Then that's not fair because if someone is in a relationship with you and they're giving you money they can't have control over your actions, if that makes sense, um, because that just is a way to control per, uh, people. And I see that a lot, especially right now with COVID, with a lot of my clients and a lot of my friends. It's uh, they have that power dynamic because, you know, people are hurting during this time, and so they 
are like, okay, I'll go back to this toxic relationship because he provides security money for me. So I know I'm going to be safe and at least have a roof over my head. But at the end of the day, that relationship is going to still be the same relationship that you left. If that makes sense. I agree with you. Even one of my friends told me, she said one guy she met and he was like, um, I will buy you this nice gift and I'll put it on the table and I'll see if you act nicely or not and I'll give it to you or not. I was like, oh yeah. my, I'm like, oh my God, girl, run from this guy. Yes, run. <laughs> yeah, no, because that's a sign that he wants control and that's not going to stop there. It's going to continue. And a lot of the times if you do stuff that pisses them off, it's like, they can get aggressive. And if they're a psychopath, sociopath, or narcissist, then um, that will lead to physical abuse later if they haven't already. Yeah, that's so true. What do you think? How do you safely exit this kind of relationship if you by accident already got in one? So it really depends. If you got into it and this person is not really established in your life, um, and it's kind of like someone that you're dating and you can tell they're so dating other people. You can kind of try to, um, not ghost them, but just like be disinterested in them. Um, but like, I wouldn't reply to some of their messages, but just be careful. Like think smart when you, if you reply to them or not. Because it takes planning, too, if this person's crazy. I don't want to say crazy, but if this person has a cluster B disorder, then um, it's really hard to navigate how to leave if you're kind of in it. Um, So you need to plan. You first need to tell anyone that you trust, um, anyone close to you that this, like, a the details of your relationship and um, also document anything like if you were hit or if there's just any documentation you want to have that and then you also you want to plan money aside and keep it in a safe place like nowhere where they can find it I would honestly recommend keeping money with a safe person someone that you 100% trust um and just really try to rely on people to get out of it and to plan. Um, it's so important to plan during this time and um, just have like a bag ready too. But don't like don't have it known and try to keep up the persona that you're still in love with him and that nothing's off. If that makes sense, um, just because when you leave, this is the most dangerous time in the relationship. And this is when the person's going to get mad. And this is when a lot of people go after people and try to kill them. So it's extremely important to have help. And there are different hotlines out there, um, domestic abuse hotlines out there. And those hotlines can also help you um, plan to leave. Yeah, I wouldn't wish on anyone to have this kind of situation, but I mean, it's life. No one can predict anything. Right. Yeah, no, it's so scary. And it's it happens to the most amazing women out there and most amazing men too. It's like these predators choose great people to latch on to and try to ruin. 
What are the signs that you need relationship recovery therapy? Some of the signs that you need relationship recovery is that you're unable to break the cycle, um, that you're unable to kind of move on to good relationships. Um, Some other things are that you, one is unable to heal from past relationships. Two is you keep going back to toxic relationships. Three is unable to keep boundaries with people. Four is your romantic relationship maybe lose everything. And then five, you feel stunted in moving forward in romantic relationships. Those are all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah, those are great ones. Thank you. Yeah. So it's like really like if you have trouble moving forward in your relationships, that's really when to come to me or to come to anyone for say, because I feel that, you know, every person, I may not be for every person. So if you do want this recovery too, and you don't think that I'm right for you, I have so many friends that do this too. So I have um, so many recommendations too. <laughs> what do you think? Should we show our emotions? Like showing our emotions isn't important or should we kind of try to keep it to ourselves and not show it to others so i think that it's so important to show emotions but just knowing if um like how you come off sometimes like if something is too much for some uh, honestly if it's too much for yourself (laughs) then you have to kind of find good ways to cope and communicate um And that's something also I can help you in recovery because going through trauma, a lot of the times you're so triggered and something makes you so triggered. And there's times where I'll just snap at people and it's because literally they've done something to trigger me and remind me of when I was attacked. And there's sometimes where I feel like I can't control that, um, but I've gotten so much better than I used to be. But the important thing is to realize when I am triggered and to come back and like take that time for myself and to realize I am here and that I'm whole and that I'm okay and that I'm safe right now and that I'm not going to have to get in fight or flight mode after this and, you know, do what I have to do to John, you know. Yeah. And just like, but I like, it's so important to cry and release and to honestly like share your truth because there was someone that's promoting a story of Dirty John's story right now and her truth isn't my truth and her story, there's some bits and pieces that are off about it and I called her out. And I am such like a woman support woman, but I had to speak my truth on that. And um, I feel that it's so important just to speak your truth in a whole. You know, I had to speak my truth on John and that helped me so much in the long run. And I spoke my truth on this. And every time I speak my truth, I feel that I'm letting go of that anxiety in me and I'm letting go of what that person is making me feel and then when I do that I'm able to move on and process it in like in a healthy way 
Yeah, I think it's important to show, I mean, to share our emotions and what we feel with other people, because if we keep it all to ourselves, it just affects us in a bad way. Yeah. The worst thing is that some people know how to trigger you. Like I've had bad experiences that just some people just know how to upset you. They just like know what button to push. <laughs> oh yeah. No, a hundred percent. And these people, a lot of the times those behaviors are so narcissistic. <laughs> so people have narcissistic traits. It doesn't mean necessarily they're a narcissist unless they have a certain amount of those traits. Like, I remember my ex-boyfriend. He's not a narcissist. But there was some times where he knew when to push certain buttons, and it was usually in the morning, And because I'm not a morning person. But it's like people know how to push certain buttons, and it, like, can push you over the edge because those are your triggers. Yeah, so true. I, I totally agree with you. I've had that. <laughs> but I think it's important to communicate when those are triggers. And if it's someone that really cares about you, you have to tell them, hey, I just want to let you know that I may have overreacted in this cer certain circumstance because saying this and saying that, that triggered me and it made me go to a point where it was hard to get back to. And just kind of explaining to people like how it makes you feel and why it makes you feel that way. It like it's so important because the people who are genuine and not narcissists, they'll care about that and they'll actually try to not do that. Yeah. And narcissists on the other hand, they will say it's your fault. You can't control the tone of your voice. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, no, the narcissist will try to blame it on you or turn it around. Yeah. What is your advice for someone who is in an abusive relationship? I I would say to realize that you're in an abusive relationship and to really educate yourself. And if you're not sure if you are or not, I'd say to watch, first of all, the Dirty John um, show was really great um, as an indicator of showing abusive relationship and a coercive control site. Um, just because a lot of the times you don't realize that you're in an abusive relationship because you don't have physical abuse on you. Um, so just really trying to educate yourself when you um, think that you might be and then to figure out the steps from there. And I think that there's so many resources out there. I even have some things on my blog that give advice to um, leaving a domestic violence relationship. What is your personal mantra? So I feel like I have so many because it's just life is too short and there's so much going on. I say like live every day as if it was your last, um, that today is a good day and that it's going to be my day. I feel like I have created so many mantras that I'm like, okay, every day has a personal mantra. Where can our listeners find you? Your social handles, all your information? So I have a website, Tara Newell, and there's a lot of resources on there. Also, if you're questioning if you are in a relationship with a narcissist or if you want to leave a narcissist or whatever have so many resources on that page Tara Newell T-E-R-R-A 
N-E-W-E-L-L. And then my Instagram handle is Tara Newell, T-E-R-R-A-N-E-W-E-L-L. And then my Twitter is Tara underscore Newell. Great. Thank you so much, Tara, for sharing your story with us. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you so much for having me today. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. That was all for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening Not Basic Blonde podcast. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories or subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Also, don't ever hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram. It's Not Basic Blonde underscore or NBB Podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy your day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.